it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome in to the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're here, uh, we're going to talk about the amount of snow and sadness that just really clouded over Michigan for the entire holiday weekend. And that's super relevant to all of our fans, including the ones in Brazil and Uruguay and all over the world. And they really want to know what the weather's like over here in, you know, Grand Rapids. So, yeah, so. I, I thought today was the day that we talked about the Omega level mutant known as Santa Claus. But, you know, weather. <laughs> that's a that is a that is a conversation for a different time. And uh, I hope every one of our listeners had a great Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holidays you celebrate. We're looking forward to the new year. That's kind of what we're actually going to do on today's episode. We're going to give our uh, Marvel hopes and some resolutions for ourselves. And uh, we're going to break it down. Coach is uh, sick as a dog, so he will not be in today. But filling in slash he's normally here anyway, <laughs> Noah King Bates. Welcome back, my good friend. How you doing? Uh, I am doing well. Second day of Kwanzaa for all of our Kwanzaa celebrators out there. We, and, and like you said, Hanukkah and Christmas just finished. So I'm I'm full. I'm holidayed out almost. This has been a three trek for me. Fair enough. Well, let's run the game. I think this is going to be great. Hey, David Lozano says, Merry Belated Chrysler. Shout out to you, David. Merry Chrysler. Love, it. Love, you have, love you to have on the podcast. Whenever you want, you're always welcome here. Uh, let's let's kick it off. Uh, I've got, I think I have more than you, so I'll go first with the hope I have for Marvel. And I think the best thing we can do on this episode is just kind of break down each one of these hopes and resolutions, because I think you're going to agree with most, if not all, of my things on here. Oh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, my first one is uh, Marvel gets its mojo back. And what I mean by that is like this phase felt like it didn't really culminate into things like previous phases have done. It was a lot of setup work and maybe not for myself personally, but for a lot of people, they were major hits and misses this time. And in previous phases, there was like one or two misses that people weren't a big fan of. I guess that naturally comes with doing more with it. But at the same time, I really want them to get back to, uh, I want the next phase to kick off really well. So it's going to be sweet. Yeah. How do you feel about that? No, I, I, I can, I understand what you're uh, saying. And I think what Marvel did at least in these, like this last year, as well as just the last couple of years is balancing what to, what to show and when to show it because they now have so many tv shows like before people have to understand that before this phase tv shows weren't connected they didn't have to worry about this balancing act of tv shows connecting with movies and flip-flopping i mean since like covid time but i consider that still in this whole phase before then it was just movies that you waited for every year now they have to have like shows that kind of connect but also tell their own story so in the, it, it's nice because it, it's it's a tough balance because I like what they're doing where they're trying different genres and they're different types of characters and different differing levels of like seriousness. But at the same time, they got to find some way to like get them all to feel like they're going to mesh together a little better because I feel like at this point, 
how is She-Hulk really going to go with, you know, Werewolf. future Punisher or Thor even, you know, there's, there's lots of characters and it's going to be weird trying to see them all together. Like the heart of Shang-Chi, but the comedy of She-Hulk, can those two things really mesh? We're going to see, but that's, uh, that's kind of my first hope for Marvel okay. and kind of a part B to this is, uh, I want them to rediscover what made them so special in the first place. So kind of on that same level, but I, I, I mean, you and I have been around for the entire MCU. Obviously, we're uh, we're old men. No, it hasn't been that long. But we saw like the hype behind everything kind of increase. And I know, like, I don't think it comes from a perspective of me getting older, so I'm less hyped about things because I don't think that's true at all. Because if the right thing comes. I'm as happy as I was when I was 10 years old. Like we still got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and your boys pumped about it. So that's just one example. Uh, what do you feel that they're, they're really have been missing a little bit, or can you think of examples where they did get that magic again and you wish that they would kind of keep that train moving? So yeah, when, when it comes to the magic of the MCU, I think you're, you're correct. Um, it's hard because they're trying to be new, but what's really been getting people magical, what's really been getting people happy is nostalgia. So you have to do this perfect balancing act of bringing in new while loving the old. So Respecting I think in the old. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where the MCU now, because they have such a long history of Marvel that I hope things like Ironheart does a good job of telling a new story. But having that homage to Tony, having that homage to the original Iron Man. So I think that's where the magic is going to have to come in because it's going to shepherd in old people like ourselves who saw Iron Man in theaters. But when we watch Ironheart with our kids, with our daughters, with our son, with children, they can still find the newness where we can still respect where it came from. And I think that's where right, Marvel's going to have to do it. And they proved that they can do it with flying colors with Spider-Man Noah Helm. I mean, that was, I think that was the last big spark. A lot of people liked Multiverse of Madness, including myself, but I think that Spider-Man movie took them to a new peak. And I, I, it's going to be really hard for them get getting back to that level. I think it comes with, you know, a, you know, a decade and a half of Spider-Man movies that you get to respect. So they're going to do the same type of thing with X-Men. But Spider-Man has been and always will be a bigger character than anyone else in Marvel. It's just how what that's the name of the game with Spider-Man. So exactly. No, can I, they do it again? I I think they can, and I think the the tough part is at, this phase came right after the conclusion of their arc of Infinity right. Infinity War. So it's really hard to jump off and just be like you know like from that because it was such a solemn ending like our people that we loved are gone majority of them are gone so yeah they had to start fresh so to a lot of people it's like oh it's not the same well true because how is it going to be the same if all of our people are gone so i think right. once we get to like secret wars and kang dynasty i think most people as long as you stuck with the mcu are going to have that same feeling that they had for endgame that they'll have for secret wars maybe even more so yeah, uh, David in the comments said that uh, Quantumanium is going to get Marvel back on track, and he's really looking forward to seeing Bill Murray. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that one, but I am the known, like, the two franchises in Marvel that I'm, I'm the doo-doo person on is Guardians and Ant-Man. And it's not because they're not good, but 
the jokes are funny once. So I, I, re- I don't know. And I get like Spy Kids vibes from Quantumanium. <laughs> so we're going to see how it goes. Obviously, I'm going to go see it. And I hope that it blows me out of the, out of the water. I'm really, I really, really do. So See, now we'll you're see, making we'll see me want Quantumanium more. You said it's like Spy Kids. Let's go. But uh, no, George I- Lopez better be in a Mac. <laughs> Look, I, I understand what uh, what he's saying because Ant-Man has constantly been the jumping off point for very important moments in Marvel. The first movie led right into Civil War. The second movie led right into Endgame. So I understand what he's saying, that it might revitalize in a way that we're going to finally see the big bat. We're going to see Kane. We're going to see who's next. So maybe. I, 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 can, I understand his thought process but yeah guardians i'm intrigued by king <laughs> guardians <laughs> <laughs> okay all right let's calm down james gunn is a visionary <laughs> all right <sure>. anyway <laughs> what do you have yeah i know you don't necessarily agree and i, I, I i'm you know i like him enough i like him enough but i also go, look, go watch gotham city rogues and i was talking about peacemaker because we both love that yeah exactly and and you know i like what he's done but for my first one i want marvel um, to treat the X-Men with the love and care that they need. And what I mean by that is, and I think that and I think what Kevin Feige might have built up and what I'm seeing in terms of like stuff happening, don't just make an X-Men movie. Each X-Men character, especially the original five or even the uncanny X-Men that most people know from the animated series. Each character has such lore that they could have their own show, they could have their own movie, they could have their own standalone comic series, and they're all good. So don't just make an X-Men movie and just have them all together. Treat them with Mm -hmm. care. And They are on the precipice. I think they can do what they've been doing with the characters they have, and everybody gets to have their own thing. I... I don't know. Are they going to be able to pull it off when we already have a huge randomized roster of Marvel characters without the X-Men? There are going, there has to be X-Men team up movies, but I'm with you a hundred percent. Like a Gambit in rogue show. I would die, man. I'd be so excited to see a show like that or just like the complicated relationship with Cyclops and his evil brother. Like there's (laughs) lots of weird X-Men storylines that people don't necessarily like hear about other than like the animated TV show. And that thing was huge. Even X-Men evolution. I was a big fan of, and that made them like high school age. I don't know if they're going to go that route, but they could. And it was an intriguing show. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, the the X-Men are, they they can't underestimate the X-Men, but at the same time, it's going to be a hard thing to do because there's already been 10 X-Men movies or whatever. So it's just like, they got to find the combination of respecting each individual character without beating a dead horse and doing things over again. Cause they already tried to do the dark Phoenix sagas twice and it, they both sucked. <laughs> you can just go watch it on the TV show. And that's how you do the dark Phoenix arc. And, and see, that's the interesting thing is like, for me, I, I'm wholehearted. I'm wholeheartedly believe because the X-Men like showing them before they team up, like we're, if we don't get Rogue in Miss Marvel, in, in uh, the Marvels, that's a myth. If we don't get, like, there's so many different areas. Like, the fact that I understand why we didn't get Storm in Wakanda forever. But at the same point, yeah, that was a good moment Man, to that show been her. Cool. <laughs> Man, that would have been cool. Man, yeah. 
I, I mean, maybe there would have been a cameo. We're never going to know because yeah, with the movie we got completely flipped. The script got flipped completely. But Wakanda Forever was a great movie. And I think that's one of the examples of them really still embracing some of the things that made them great. Yeah. My one complaint about that movie really is the CGI boat battle with the stupid sea people and the dumb Midnight Angel. <laughs> oh, my God. That part of the movie was so dumb. They could have cut that completely and just had... Shuri face off with uh oh my god it was uh, just Namor it was Namor, just Avatar. and just have them <laughs> yeah just have them do it just have Namor and Shuri face off and that's all we needed to see for you know a nine minute scene or something uh, whatever that's a that's a different complaint but great movie and yeah. yeah the X Men really do deserve respect and I think we need to I think we need to get on that one of my resolutions for myself in relation to Marvel is uh I want to be a better fan. And I think I am one of the one of the higher. I, I don't know if I want to say tier, but like I'm definitely a big fan. I have a podcast about it, <laughs> obviously, and I go to all the Thursday night premieres and stuff. But I think we can all learn and stand to like grow and be be more supportive of some of the things that they're doing. Like, man, I hated What If so much, but it was it was cool, and like they did it. They did the thing. It was an animated TV show. It was fun. They got a lot of the actors to reprise their roles. Like. It was a feat within itself, but I still, you know, poo-pooed on it a little bit. So, you know, I just, I just got to get a little better. How do you, how do you feel, Noah? No, I, 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 I completely understand that. I've been like throughout the past ten plus years of my comic book um, journey have really worked on not gatekeeping. That's been my big thing. It's like if someone yeah. is coming in just because of the MCU. That doesn't make them any less of a fan. I just know more. Not at that, all. Right. And that it's it's different. Yeah. It's different for everyone. So I respect that because, yeah, what if, I mean, it's higher up on my list, but at the same time, you just heard me crap on Guardians. But it is very, in, it's, it's integral to the MCU. I, as much as I yep. might not, not like it, I have to respect it. And I do. And then the people who love it and consider it the best movie and consider Batista and Emmy nominated, like, to me, it's I I you're right. I need to to appreciate what we have because we live in such an amazing point in time where nerds, especially nerds like us, do get yep. this. we get this cinematic mm -hmm. universe, something that was never thought of. Going back to we we got a peacemaker show, bro. Suicide Squad <laughs> movies. Like, what is happening? This is the best time to be alive. Yeah, that was my next one. Is like I got to bring back my old level of excitement, man, because I remember when like the Wolverine, like they were like announced that that movie was being made. I lost my mind because that was my favorite like story that they told in comic books ever. He like Wolverine, the samurai, and we get to see that live action and that movie was awesome. And like I, I was just next level excited about it. That's a little bit different because he is my favorite Marvel character. But at the same time, I should at least be able to muster up a, you know, a, a sliver of that type of excitement. Like, I should be more excited about Quantumania, but I'm not. So I'm trying, I want to try and be better and try and get myself more hyped up for this stuff. Because every single thing that they do is going to be worth watching. And it's going to be someone's favorite thing. That's a weird thing to think about all the time. But you can't crap on their things all the time because some people it's going to be their favorite thing ever. So I really, I really am going to try to be more positive on the uh, things I'm not as hyped about. Okay. Yeah. But one of my resolutions, um, and this is my personal one is I know we've talked about it, but Marvel in terms of comics dropped off for me. 
Uh, I've kind of yep. stopped reading altogether unless it's something like a big event like um, Judgment Day or or um, AXE. Like I, I just kind of stopped reading, which sucks because my favorite characters are still around: Miles Morales, Peter. Like so much is happening in the comic book universe. The fact that I just I I want maybe I need to just kind of start over. Maybe I need to to find a good one and then branch it's off. Because DC Black is so much better than every other <laughs> comic book. It is. It's so much, but at the same time, like we just said, I need to get excited about it. I need to know that another right. issue of something is coming out and want to read it immediately. Yeah, I do that with Black Label immediately. Like a new Black Label comes out, I'm reading it. It's even a character Marvel. I don't care about. I want to. I want to read Aquaman Andromeda. I've never <laughs> once cared about Aquaman, but I want to read it. So yeah, now that yeah. that's what I'm at. I want. I want to be able for someone to be like, "Hey, did you read the new Jean Grey?" And I'm like, "Yes." Like I need that. You need to get on the Daredevil track. They just had a soft kind of reboot, and Chip Zdarsky took over from writing. And I've been reading that since the beginning. That's the only Marvel comic book I'm currently reading. I've tried a couple other ones and couldn't quite get on, but the writing in that's pretty incredible. So definitely, definitely get on that. Yeah, that's Chip Zdarsky's been around for a while. He's great. That's where Electra's also Daredevil. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, I've been yep. hearing phenomenal right. things. It's a dope series. I like it a lot. Uh, all right, next hope for Marvel. Uh, it's tough, and it, it feels like I'm criticizing, but I'm not trying to. But I want them to be less formulaic and have like more powerful storytelling. Like we need some heart to some of these storylines. So, like they, they hit a couple of notes in most projects. They do. They know how to like pluck the emotional string, but I don't think they're like playing a symphony. They're just kind of like, they're like, ah, that's a side thing. Let's have these big action things. We got to have a lots of, you know, a little bit of comedy here and there. I just, I miss great storytelling and I know that the people that they have on staff are capable of telling some next level stuff that really intrigues me. And uh, with the, with a couple of exceptions, they haven't been doing that lately. So I hope that uh, I hope that it brings it back to that level. Yeah. To jump off of like of that, what I'm looking for. Yeah. To jump off of that. I, I completely agree. I think my big thing is to like, like you said, they're kind of plucking, take the chances. The what Marvel right. does, like Werewolf by Night, was a shot in the dark. It yeah, was, it was cool though. Everyone exactly, loved it. Exactly. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people loved a lot, it. A lot of people loved it. It was a shot in the dark, and it hit Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with a shot in the dark, and it hit like they are still playing so close to the chest. Where now is the time where they can? Br yes, people might. I miss WandaVision. WandaVision was next level. That was like the reason we started this podcast. That was such a cool show. Who thought that they could do two whole episodes just based on 1950s and 60s TV? And that's the entire first two episodes. They're like, deal with it. It's cool. And they're damn right it is. It's cool <laughs> as hell. So, yeah, that they and and they kind of are doing it. But again, like. I think Werewolf by Night is truly the most outlandish thing that they tried. It didn't have as much Marvel comedy in it. It was an old school horror movie-esque type feel. It like was a universal. So cool, though. It was just right. And it hit and people who don't like it probably just don't like that kind of genre. And that's fine. It's not for everyone. 
but it was such a shot. In the That's movie. the problem is Marvel wants to hit like get as many people in, interested as possible, which I can respect because they're a business. And at the, in the end of the day, at the end of the day, it comes down to money. But at the same time, I feel like if they go for the niche markets because they have so much money in so many projects, you're going to hit a new level of fandom that like the fans really respect individual projects like werewolf by night that gave like homage to some of the great monster movies of, you know, yesteryear and old school cinema. Like it was, it was awesome. It was really fun storytelling and I hope they keep doing stuff like that. And you, yeah, really well put. I I appreciate that. Uh, my next one for me personally, uh, I gotta keep enjoying podcasting, man. (laughs) I got overwhelmed by black Panther week doing too many episodes. And I took like two weeks off. I was like, this feels like a chore, but then I got to think about it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I do. (laughs) This is fun. This is like taking my hobby and turning it into something at least marginally productive and i need to rediscover the appreciation of that i mean it is a lot of work i mean me personally i do all the editing and posting and yada 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 i do all this like extra back work that it, it, it's just it's time consuming and i have other things to do but i need to love this stuff do you want to drop the awesome. cash app so people <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. someone start me. paying me no <laughs> hey we got we got ads and we we got you know a couple couple dollar bills in the Cut bank from those ads so thank you it's not a lot but we appreciate you guys for listening uh and that yeah the ads the ads have been working out pretty well for us so keep listening keep sharing with your friends obviously we're happy i keep i'm still here i'm keeping going i'm you know me and noah have been running gotham city rogues uh you've been at it for what like 10 months uh yeah, something almost, like that i did it for a year yeah, I just out we just had our one year anniversary on uh, December seventh, and that one's taken a little bit of a backseat, but I don't think that's too much of a problem. So, so trying busy. to do two a week <laughs> felt like a lot, man. Me too. Two podcasts a week was too much. So that one, you know, I think slowing down on that one, but putting some reinvesting some of the energy into this podcast is really going to be beneficial for everyone. And we, uh, you know, obviously recruited Noah King Bates over here whenever he wants to be here so it, it's all it's all great stuff and obviously if you guys haven't uh listened to the gotham city rogues podcast go check it out because we got a good backlog uh for a year worth of content and then we got more coming we're recording right after this let's go uh noah did you have uh more personal ones that you wanted to go over or hopes for marvel yeah so so a big um re- resolution that i have for myself and it's kind of like what you said but it's not just podcasting i want to really allow my artistic juices to flow in terms of just Marvel. Like right now I have, I'm working on like directing stuff, you know, I cosplaying and I've recognized the fact of like something really big that I want to do in 2023 is to do a stage production of a comic. I don't know what comic, I don't know how, but I know I want to start bringing my love of comics into the world of theater because they are so intertwined and it's a niche market, like you said, but no one's doing it. Right, exactly. And we've been doing podcasting on this podcast (laughs) for quite a while now, and then everybody and their mother got a podcast or two. (laughs) So it feels like everything got watered down a little bit, but we got in early enough that we got 
well-established audience to thank you guys for listening. Noah, I really want to see your stage production of whatever how book you choose, and it's going to be awesome. Right I'm, now, I'm excited for right it for now, sure. the two that I'm working at is one is the imposter in terms of instead of it being like it's just hey, it's shout out a vigilante. <laughs> it's a vigilante trapped and not trapped but wounded inside of a psychiatrist's house and them talking about what brought them to doing that and that's pretty much what i'm trying to work on right now and then that would be really cool and then the other one is in the realm of kind of an x-men thing where a woman figures out she has powers and gets put into not an asylum but in like almost like a bunker for other people who are gifted and it's her coming to terms with what that means for her future because she's like a new mother and she should. And mine wasn't the mother thing. No, I, I'm it kind of. I had a dream about this a couple of years ago, and I wrote it in my notes about <laughs> like a short story I was going to write, and I never got around to it. But it's very much similar to that, like bunkers and like uh, you know they get recruited. It, I'm sure you know it. It sounds cool. So yeah, yeah. Keep, count me in. Uh, I'm well, all about cool. that. <laughs> um, in terms of Marvel, not red things I want Marvel to do. I want the directors and the writers to be able to do what they want. I understand that Kevin right. Feige has a vision. We missed out I, on Edgar Wright's Ant-Man, man. And Edgar Wright is a great oh, filmmaker. So, I mean, I think we missed out. Favorite. Ant-Man was good still. But he's great. <laughs> exactly. and But we got to see it a little bit with Sam Raimi. And that's what right. made the second half of Doctor Strange so amazing. So let mm-hmm. your director... And I think that's why The Eternals maybe didn't hit for most people. Because that was her directing style and i enjoyed like the cinematography the way that she shot it that was beautiful but as a marvel fan i was like okay but like we said i need to like start allowing i i not every marvel comic that you pick up is exactly the same so not every movie should be exactly the same right 100 percent. yeah that's what yeah that kind of hits back to the formulaic thing it's like sometimes Feels like you've seen one Marvel movie, you've seen them all in some sense, and uh, I, I, I can appreciate that they're starting to deviate from that a little bit. Eternals was great. I think their main flaw, if you want to call it a flaw, is they were unknown characters. So if you would have put, if she would have directed an X Men movie, no matter how good or bad the movie was, it would have been a bigger movie just because it was the X Men. So yeah. I don't think we can knock them too much. Like everyone's freaking out. Like why didn't Black Adam do that much better? It's like. Because he's Black Adam and people don't know who that is, bro. Like, it's not – you're. I I liked the movie enough. We watched it. It yeah. was pretty solid. It felt like, you know, another superhero movie. Maybe a couple parts that were pretty, you know, a little bit better than others. But it fell short the same way Eternals fell short because these are characters that it's too far in the niche. You're going too deep in the comic book bag. Nerds like you and I can appreciate that, whatever they do with it. But if you try and ask, you know, Tim, Sally, or Sue, they're just going to tell you, like, oh, is Captain America in this one? No? Well, then why would I go watch it? Captain America's my guy. And that's just how some people are. So I think they got lucky with Guardians. That was, I think that's what the real issue ran into is that movie was way bigger than anyone expected. It was very funny. And these characters that, like, me as an avid comic book reader did not know who the Guardians were. Didn't know them. They announced these movies. I was like, I don't know who these people are. And I was, you know, I'm more of a DC comic book reader, but I still read Marvel too. So I was surprised with myself for not knowing them. And then that movie blew up. So they're they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle again with some of these unknown characters. And sometimes they're missing. 
Yeah. That's and, for sure. And and Guardians had the bad the magic of oh look, a talking raccoon, a talking tree. They had lovable characters, even if you didn't recognize them, they're different. You're gonna like Eternals is just a bunch right. of people. It's just a bunch of dudes. Yep. Like nothing special about it. You know, I mean they're all special, but none of them look special. Right, nothing looks special. And then with Black Adam, you Dwayne thought that he could carry something on his back. And he, and no one human can do that in terms of carrying a right. franchise. Even Indiana Jones can't do that. Like even you, Robert Downey Jr. needed Chris Evans. I mean, the Iron Man movies were great, but what made the Avengers movies was the dichotomy of the two of them. You, it's not a one man show, and you know The Rock can sometimes be Mister One Man Show because he's the biggest movie star in the world. But that doesn't mean that you can carry an entire franchise. So hopefully uh, he gets another shot because he's got the superhero bod, and I hope he gets to do something later in the future. Yeah. You guys want to hear us break down all the uh, things going on in DC right now? Go catch, uh, <laughs> catch. this week's episode of Gotham City Rogues because that's literally what we're going to talk about when we're done here. Oh yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go hard. Um, and then one final resolution is I want to do more Marvel cosplaying. Uh, I've kind of stuck away from it for a while because my biggest one was Black Panther and I just felt like for the time being it wasn't. I was allowing him to rest. So I, I, I personally just didn't cosplay as him unless I was doing it for a kid's birthday party or an event. But there's now so many people, uh, so many characters and ones who just haven't. I mean, now, uh, as soon as I see what Yaya Abdul-Mateen looks like, Wonder Man might be popping out. Like anything is possible now. And that's yeah. really wonderful. Um, so I want that cosplaying energy to come back in me and to be able to feel like I could cosplay as anybody. Fair enough. Cosplaying is, uh, the, the one that got away from me. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll get into it. Maybe my daughter will be really into cosplay and I'll just, uh, do all the daddy daughter stuff. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, I had, I think a couple more. Uh, personal goals for me in this podcast, and I had one more resolution or hope for Marvel. So let's go with the uh, with the resolution. Sorry. I want this podcast to reach new heights because we, uh, I think we got the talent. I think we've got the energy. We bring some new stuff to like the podcasting sphere. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I don't hear a lot that are exactly like this. So I hope that it reaches new heights and we could just get a whole new audience. Like you guys share it with your friends. Uh, we're like, we're family friendly. We only swear very, very little. So that's, very, <laughs> that's intentional. We, we do that because we want to make sure that we're still able to be listened to by some of Marvel's core fans. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we also talk about bigger things like the bigger picture. Like right now we're talking about the future of these franchises and what the feeling is and things that, you know, more adult swaying thing so i just i i have a lot of faith in this podcast and i want us to keep growing because uh we haven't stopped we're just you know we're kind of plateaued we haven't gone down so yes share with your friends guys let's get this podcast blowing up again and think, what do uh, you guys want to see like that that's the key point yeah that I that's want. i want some engagement up in here because we get it sometimes and uh we appreciate some of the stuff that we have gotten and we have brought it to your guys's attention but I can understand on the same way. It's like, oh, I got to click on this website and type this and type that. And yeah, it's too much effort. But if you want like different levels of entertainment that's really geared towards you, 
let us know and we'll try and do something cool for you. That's going to be what happens and it's going to be sweet, hopefully. So write in, leave a review, do all that good stuff. Message one of us. Uh, we, we love hearing from you. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be great. And another hope I have for Marvel. This one's just a little one. I, I want more drama. I just want more uh, dramatic stuff, like dramatic acting, big emotional okay. scenes. Okay, I was like, where I, are you not going like, with n- Not like Ezra Miller drama. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dramatic performances. I want, like, Oscar Isaac obviously brought it to the table for Moon Knight because he's an Oscar nominated, or did he win? I don't know. Oscar nominated actor, and he's great. So let's do some more of that. I mean, one scene per TV show isn't enough for me, my guys. If you can do a whole drama series, you sign your boy up. I'll watch it twice, three times. I don't care. I need, I need to feel something. God, no, especially no, because you're right. Because look at if I were to name so many Oscar or Emmy nominated actors that they have in the MCU. I know. That's what I'm saying. They have the talent, yet they're not fully taking advantage of the talent that they have on staff. <laughs> Ugh, drive me nuts, guys. Angela Bassett put her whole body into Wakanda Forever. Yeah, like, and it was awesome. Yeah, and, and I, you're, I mean, I'm completely with you. And sadly, what I <clears throat> believe is they need to not just put those moments like they did in Wakanda forever, but like you said, there's just a plucking out a string. The TV shows do it a little bit more. And I really want them to start embracing that and putting it into the movies outside of just like end game or, or moments where it's like, don't have a scene that doesn't end in a joke. Wakanda forever. I think is one of the last yeah. is one of the first movies where like not every scene ended in something funny. Yeah, I'm not saying you should take out comedy completely. No, no, but can, no, no, like, no, is, is there is there even three projects in the MCU that don't have, you know, silly humor that they throw in just because they're a Marvel movie? Probably not. I mean, there might be one or two Captain, that do it. I'd say First Avenger, Wakanda Forever, maybe the first Black Panther, maybe. But even then, that that's push. That's me like trying. That's what I'm saying. Everything's <laughs> a push. Yeah. So yeah, I I just would love to see you know because like you said, we've got some A list actors oh. and there's very few of them not left in the uh, not left in the MCU or very few actors not left not in the MCU yet. So we clearly have enough people. Please do some more drama because uh, that's I think that's what's going to take Marvel to the next level because they're starting to like lose respect in the industry, which is super frustrating because they're just as creatively challenging as anything else. I mean, it's still a director and a writer and you're trying to make something great. So let's do like a drama. We, Joaquin Phoenix did it in the Joker. Why can't we do something cool like that? I mean, the weird, <laughs> thing, the weird thing is when you look at the, the, the comic book movies that have gone above and beyond and people can't talk about are the non-formulaic non-MCU ones. You have Logan, you have the Joker, you yep. have the Batman, you have uh-huh. it, it it's the movie the Dark Knight. You, yeah, the Dark Knight. Like it's the ones that aren't formulaic. So the fact that they're still being formulaic is very intriguing. Yes, if you have they're, if it ain't broke, it's don't fix money, it. man. Yeah, I get it, but you're there's no way that they're not like looking at their numbers like, hey, what happened to the end game numbers? There's not a single chance 
that anyone's thinking like, oh, yeah, we're okay. We're in good shape. It's not a thing. I mean, they're losing popularity. They're their still Marvel light and best-selling movies. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Their check engine and light is on, and you can't ignore that forever. Ask anyone. It's going to end up costing you a lot in the end. So just try and fix the thing now. Address the issue. Don't just keep printing out nonsense following the same formula. Because it's not like what we want. <laughs> not. We've already seen that movie. Let's do something new. Yeah, I, I, uh, there's so much about the MCU that I really want. Um, I also want, I mean, this is just in general movies, both MCU and DC. I understand that we always love to take stuff in. We want to, to break stuff down. I also love a surprise. As much mm-hmm. as I want to know who the next actor to play Human Torch is or how much I really want to know who the next Big Bad is, I also love mystery. I do love being surprised, which is why as much right. as I enjoy like doing breakdowns of trailers, I've slowly stopped watching trailers because I want to go into that movie excited. Not like, oh, I, I pieced it together with my knowledge of comic books and where they could go. I want to go in to be entertained. Going blind, yeah, that's the way to do it. That's how I went in with uh, the new Avatar movie. I was like, yeah, I watched that movie 10 years ago, and I just watched the second. I was like, yeah, that was dope. <laughs> Let's keep doing that. <laughs> I even, like, I only watched the trailers that were in the movie theaters before the Marvel movies. So it's not like I was going hard trying to do my research for Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> and that movie ended up being great. My last one on here is... Uh, I hope we get to explore other stuff on this podcast a little bit. We just introduced that idea for Avatar. It's just kind of like if there's an earth-shattering event or you know, record-setting this or record-setting that. I want to I want to grow with our audience. We are the Marvel Stuff podcast. We're also all individual humans. If you guys want to hear us talk about other things, and hit us up and we'll try something new. Like I think the Avatar episodes were fun. Not, not, not even remotely related to Marvel, but hey, I had a good time. So, you know, that's how, that's, that's how I feel. And to the people that like, and I, I completely agree, not with Avatar, but I agree that like, if you guys want, right. that's why I keep saying like, if you want stuff, we just, we need to know, we would like to know because we can only do what either we enjoy or what we know people enjoy hearing. We're acting like Marvel out here. We're following the same formula <laughs> for two years, and you know, we want to uh, we want to avoid the avoid any sort of drop off because we love having you guys here. We love the community that we've really built here. It's been really cool. Uh, there's different like we get messages all the time about you know oh I really enjoy listening to this with this person and yada yada yada. I'm not gonna say any specifics, but it, it it's, cool, it's cool hearing that stuff. I'd love to hear more of it. <laughs> What? I was gonna say it's cool. My name's probably not mentioned. It's whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Noah, Noah's the man. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm that's waiting. all. I'm waiting for all of those comments. It's just like, where's Noah? More Noah. <laughs> That's what I we did early on when David stopped appearing like every couple episodes. You're like, I only started listening to this podcast for David. More David. And then David's like, I don't know who that person is. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to David. You were popular for that one fan and we lost them forever. I hope you enjoy him on Star Wars stuff, you big jerk. <laughs> no, just playing. Love David. Love the Star Wars stuff podcast. Uh, goes listen to them. 
As I said, Gotham City Rogues going to be doing, you know, probably once a month, do some fun TV shows, fun movies, news on the stuff, not Marvel. I think that's all I got for this, Noah. Uh, did you have anything in closing for the new year? I am optimistic. I think I would say that I am more optimistic for Marvel than I am DC, which is saying a lot because I have grown to become a very DC heavy fan. But I think that they're kind of stuck. (laughs) There's as as any Michigander or anyone who just had to deal with this uh, storm knows they're stuck in snow. They're turning the wheels, but it's not going anywhere and they need a good push. They might need to rock a little bit, but I think that's what they're doing for. Yep. Yep. I'm optimistic as well. Uh, We're going to keep this Marvel stuff rolling. Uh, the next project on the docket, I believe, is Quantumania. So we'll be doing some more filler episodes in the coming weeks. But thank you to everyone. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I hope you stick to your New Year's resolutions more than just the first week. But at the same time, don't because you're crowding my gym and I'm really sick of that <laughs> garbage say, for every gonna, January. I was going to oh, say, God. as someone who goes to the gym, I love seeing new people. But it, I almost only- skip the gym for the first three weeks of January every year because I know that it's just stupid packed with people that haven't been going to the gym since last January. Oh, man, we should <laughs> stop hating on people. Uh, New Year's, <laughs> Happy no, New Year's, guys. New Year, Stick to your resolutions. New Year, Keep those gyms busy. <laughs> yeah, come on, New Keep Year, those New gyms Year, busy. people. I want everyone out here looking hot. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, in the words of the immortal coach, have fun, but not too much fun without us. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.